The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. All right, we're going to get to Frankie Flicks here. Hey, uh, maybe during this interview, I'm happy, I'm always happy to contribute um, to the station here. I, I think you're right, Jason. Uh, we were talking during the break. Very important stuff. To our left, we kind of have a, what used to be there? Is it a neon sign or something? Yeah. Yeah. Sports love That's sign. gone. Yeah. Because it wasn't working, right? It's in my house. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, let's get a, we, we should put a little Nerf hoop there. Okay. Got to keep it low. Yeah, you got to keep it low because the, the ceiling. Yeah, but I think that's a good place for a Nerf hoop. We yeah. talked before about having this. this Put it right studio. by your video game. Setup. Yeah, right by the video games we never got. Oh, oh, oh. By the way, uh, my uh, up at D cabin, my Mortal Kombat, uh, uh, my my Mortal Kombat game is no longer with us. Mm. And I just want to give because any- you beat the game and you are so happy. You said I don't need to play this anymore. That is almost a hundred percent correct. But um, well, let me just say, if you own a Mortal Kombat video game, a stand-up video game, and you get to the final guy and he starts cheating, and you punch the screen, don't do it. Because that's what happens. I don't sure. know that you have any more rage. Why did Mason do that? Right? Anything but video games. It's really true. Yeah. I can't control myself. It's your kryptonite. It is my kryptonite. That and King's Games. Yeah. And it was so quick, dude. It was so quick. It was a quick flash. And it's like my fist was still touching the screen and I had instant regret and guilt. Yeah. Golf is quick. You're joking, right? Uh, Frankie Clicks joining us. Good morning, Frankie. Man, I'm not playing video games with you. Remind me not to take you up on any offers, man. I'm trying to keep my TV safe. And also, of course, the Clicks name, I, I was waiting for it to get to. I'm sure it's for a lot that it got to, but oh. it's. I'm happy that I have my, what, 15th nickname? Uh, What's your favorite? Yeah, what is your favorite? I think that Frankie, at least Frankie Clicks, kind of sounds like uh, like a character off of Sopranos or Goodfellas, something like that. Oh, Frankie Clicks. You know, hey, that, that sounds a little Clicks. better than... Than pizza guy like that. That's a that's a taken nickname around Sacramento, by the way. That's, the cowboy. That's uh, well, so uh, is Frankie Clicks. Remember, old Frank Mason. That's what we used to call him around the locker room. It's Frankie Clicks. Well, yeah. Well, sure, but Frank, King's Cowboy. The my friends and family have taken to that one, Ooh. so I'm not sure how long it's going to take for Frankie Clicks to catch on. But uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be a new nickname in circulation about. I don't know, maybe after this call. Who knows? It happens pretty much every time I call in at this point. So. I mean, I'm fresh from the New Jersey Turnpike last week, and I hear Frankie Clicks this morning. I go, hey! Frankie! It's like the, all, the, hey. all the vowels they say over there. <laughs> A-E-I-O-U! Frankie Clicks! Yeah. So, Very emphasized. Very emphasized over there, yes. I have been saving this topic for you, Frankie, um, because it's something I was rolling through on my time off last week. I spent a lot of time on our friend DeMontis Sabonis, and I... I don't understand. Like, he's in the conversation right now for, like, most disrespected NBA player in recent memory. And I, I, it's not a perfect thing, but I started to realize last week, Frankie, as I do my my patented way-too-long buildup, um, 
where have I seen this before? And I realized, you know, I've seen it recently, and it's with Brock Purdy. Is DeMontis Sabonis the Brock Purdy of the NBA? I mean, that's a, I guess it's a fair assessment. I mean, I, I guess that I would say it's a little different because the fact that I think it's a little more offensive on Sabonis' part because he's been an all-star before he got to Sacramento. He was right. a, a multi-time all-star before he got to Sacramento. And the thing that I can't really figure out and how I've equated it is I think it's a Sacramento thing in, in DeMontis Sabonis' case because, I mean, in Indiana, like I said, he made two all-star teams. He was getting the attention. He, was, he made the playoffs. Uh, he comes to Sacramento. He plays even better. But, of course, for you know the reasons we all know, the Tyrese Halliburton trade, and obviously with Tyrese ascending to superstardom, and he's played great over there, don't get me wrong, but Sabonis has played even better here in Sacramento and made another all-star team, deserved to be an all-star this year, deserves to be a top-five MVP finalist this year, in my opinion. I'm not really sure what, what's going on. I mean, I, I've seen some things pop up on social media. The, the new word around NBA Twitter, which can be a very toxic place, is Aura. And it's a, such a stupid word, and people are saying that Demonis Sabonis does not have the aura. Like, oh, I can't take him seriously. There's no aura. What do you mean? Like, he's a fiery player. He plays with passion. He makes the right plays. He can score. He can rebound. He can pass. I'm not really sure what it is, Dave. I think that's something that has kind of just been the, the, the case with Kings players for years now. We saw with DeMarcus Cousins, who didn't get a lot of respect around the league when he was putting up crazy numbers. But he was Fox kind of a wiener, though. Yeah, for sure. But, like, even De'Aaron Fox, who was playing yeah. well for years. I mean, last year people were saying, wow, De'Aaron Fox is, like, people didn't really know about what he could do in last year, but he was doing it a couple years before that, but True. for losing teams. So I'm not really sure why for a Kings team that's 10 games over and he's been the best player on one of the better teams in the league, top five in the West as things stand right now. So it's head-scratching. The Brock Purdy, that, that's that's a conversation I'm sure that can be had, but I think that it's even more so on Sabonis to them because he's been a, a very good player for a, a long time now. The good thing, Frankie, by appearances, and you you know you hear his teammates and coaches talk about him. I think they all defend him greatly. I it doesn't appear that he even remotely cares. To, does it to you? <laughs> no, I mean he, he he tunes out all that background noise. I mean, it, and I think that what a lot of people on the outside are pointing to is the playoff series, and I think that that's that's pretty frustrating to me as well. Looking back on almost a year ago now. And, you know, I think that what gets lost in the shuffle a lot is the fact that the Kings shot just under 30% from three of that series. I mean, Sabonis averaged 16, 11, and 5. Like, did he have some bad moments? Sure. Did Kevon Looney get a bunch of offensive boards? Yeah, that was a team issue, though. The Kings as a team had a really tough time getting those offensive rebounds, especially in Game 7. Now, it's not just a complete DeMontis Sabonis issue, but for whatever reason, people outside of the area, they focus on that, and they say they can't take him seriously until it happens in the playoffs. So, the Kings, the best way for this to go away is for the Kings to go to the playoffs and Sabonis do what he does best. And I think that uh, the Warriors were a, a bad matchup for the Kings as far as that that goes. I think if the Kings were to be matched up against any of those other teams in last year's field, I think Sabonis would have had a much better showing. And, you know, it is what it is at this point, but they have to go forward from here and, and prove it. That's the only way that this is going to get better. Frankie Cardicelli joining us, Kings Insider, Sacktown Sports. It's, it's, it's amazing because – all anyone really goes to the the only thing because you're right it's aura it's empty calories it's you know, he's a bull in a china show, whatever it is which is all garbage and the the one thing people try to hold on to is well Kevon Looney shut him down it's like well he had a chest contusion a broken finger uh 
a couple of his teammates who we don't need to mention were not having great series and he still was barely below his season averages. Now he's coming back leading the league in double doubles, leading the league in triple doubles on a, on a winning team uh, in, in which he's damn near averaging a triple double. Uh, it's comparable in some aspects, uh, Frankie, to a couple of Nikola Jokic's MVP years. Yet the dude isn't an all-star like this is, that the, the only reason I bring the Purdy thing up, and obviously there's huge differences, Mr. Relevant, you know, blah, blah, blah. it's just it. the core of it is this unexplainable, uh, this unexplainable reasoning amongst NBA national media and fans. And it's like, I, I, I look at it and I go, okay, well, so if DeMontis Sabonis was putting up the same exact numbers, but he was playing in Indiana and his name was Tyrese Halliburton, like he'd be on the f- cover of a freaking Wheaties box. So what is the difference here? I think it's just a matter of, I mean, think about how long it's been since the Sacramento Kings were relevant. I mean, this is ingrained into NBA analysts, people that watch basketball. For nearly two decades, the Sacramento Kings have been losers. They have been a laughingstock. They've been bad. And last year, they turned things around, and they're even, I think, as good or maybe a little better. That's up for discussion, or maybe a little worse, but they're, they're on par with last year's record. I think that people are still in the process of getting used to the, the Sacramento Kings are not that team anymore. And maybe that kind of leaves some of those biases in the minds of analysts and fans alike. I mean, I think, like you said, if DeMontis Sabonis was playing for the New York Knicks right yeah. now, he'd probably be a top two, top three. I mean, I mean, MVP candidate, I mean, he would have for sure been an all-star, maybe a starter with the, with that New York fan base. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying if you were to take him out of – even go somewhere like Milwaukee, yeah. if you were to put him in Milwaukee for a team that's been there before, been there for years, he would be getting so much more respect. It's the fact that he plays for the Kings who, in my opinion – I mean, that's in my opinion, but I think it's because the Kings who have been little brother in the NBA for 16, 17 years, and it's hard to kind of get that – thought process out of people's minds and then the only way that's going to happen is continuing to win and the kings right now are doing that they've turned around after losing four or five they've won three in a row they have a chance to win their fourth straight tonight and you got to keep that pace because you know that that's not going to help those those narratives go away if you, if you start losing those games that's when people start those, that chatter gets louder and of course the players again they don't care about that but i think the kings as a fan base kings fans they believe and i believe as well that the Sabonis deserves more respect and and a lot more praise for what he's doing because I tweeted it last night. We're going to look back at what he's doing in 20 years and just laugh and be like, what the hell was he, what was going on? He, like, he's going to finish the year with maybe 30 triple doubles. He's on pace. Like, what? It's incredible what he's doing. And he deserves more respect. I agree. And I can't say why the reasoning is that other fans and, and people around the league don't see it that way. But to me, it's because the Kings have been the Kings for a while. But these aren't the same old Kings. And they're proving that. They proved it last night as well. Talking with Frankie Cardicelli, our Sacktown Sports Kings insider here on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Frankie, I know at the All-Star break, uh, the coaching staff and some of the players, those first couple of workouts talked about really trying to lock in. Playoff mode starts now. Like, look, the standings, they're watching it. They're referring to it. And it looks to me, you know, that they are playing differently with a sense of urgency and intensity. I thought last night was one of their most complete performances. Are you seeing that same thing kind of a – I, I don't know, for lack of a better term, kind of a lock-in mode of this group. I, I think last night seeing De'Aaron Fox get as fired up as he did, and you know, De'Aaron's a pretty reserved player on the court usually. I mean, he has his moments where he'll, he'll have a conversation with an official or maybe he gets a little upset at a call, but last night just seeing him the screaming and the, and the clapping, the emotion, it was really, really cool to see. 
And the results that follow, I mean, De'Aaron Fox has proven over the past couple of seasons when he's playing motivated, when he's playing angry, it's a bad thing for opposing teams. He really does play well with a chip on his shoulder. And I think that's kind of been the biggest key. I think a lot of people were concerned about how De'Aaron was feeling with that shoulder injury. Uh, I think the past four games have proven that he's feeling just fine. He's averaging over 30 points per game over that span. The Kings are 3-1. and one. That one loss being that close game in Phoenix. I mean, if the Kings are going to be at their best, De'Aaron Fox needs to be at his best. Right now we're seeing it. I mean, right now he's averaging – I mean, he's put up 25-5-5 five, and five in four straight games. The last King to do that is Chris Webber 20 years ago. So we're seeing De'Aaron Fox, after regressing a little bit in the middle of the season, as we get to the home stretch, he's ramping back up. And maybe that's him – saving some of his energy for the home stretch. I mean, call it what you want. Maybe it's him getting right for the, because of the all-star break, but uh, whatever it is, it's working right now. And the Kings really need him at the top of his game. And that emotion last night, like you said, it, it, it's important. I mean, these games matter. Each game is more important than the last. And I was looking at, I mean, we're, we're going to be in March in a couple of days here. It's really kind of getting down to the end of it. And uh, De'Aaron Fox is kind of be the key to me. I mean, we know what Demonis Sabonis can do every night. You've seen what Kevin Herter, who has turned his season around, can do. Harrison Barnes with a big night last night. If those guys can keep playing their roles and De'Aaron Fox can play at this level, that puts the Kings back on par with last year as a team that I think most teams would want to avoid in the first-round series. I'll ask you the same question I asked Jason. You know, you saw De'Aaron with the, you know, as I said, eating the Mario Star craziness after the technical foul. Why, why, or or is it, why why is that not sustainable for him? I, I understand you can't play 36 minutes at that crazy pace, but – you know, we've seen elite, elite players be able to do that. Is it is it a cardio thing? Is it a mental thing? Why why can't he play like that thirty minutes a night? Uh, I mean, it like you said, it's you can't go hundred percent full tilt all game, all night long. I mean, and obviously, De'Aaron's been going through some physical ailments. But this is how he was playing at the beginning of the year. He was you know eating Mario stars at the beginning of the year. He was putting up forty point games like nothing at the beginning. This is the closest I've seen him look to that or the same to that. Since then, so I think to me it was the injuries, like those nagging injuries that he played through. And, you know, De'Aaron doesn't like to talk about injuries. He doesn't like to, to share much with the media. He plays through a lot of things I think a lot of people don't see or know about. And I think that right now just is the fact that he's feeling, he's feeling better. He's feeling good. I think that the All-Star break was beneficial for him and Demonis Sabonis, who we see take a beating every single game. Uh, help is going to be important for this Kings group. The Kings don't really have much wiggle room in the Western Conference for any injuries. And I think with De'Aaron, like I said, maybe it was him conserving his energy for the right time, like we talked about, I think, a couple weeks ago or a month ago now at this point. I think the question was, why is De'Aaron not able to, to contribute as much in the beginning of games as he does in the fourth quarter? I mean, he's doing it now across the board. I mean, he's, he's having strong starts as well. We're seeing a complete effort, complete effort from him over the past four games. That's going to be very important. And, you know, there's not really a clear answer to that. I mean, it kind of just depends on what the opposing defenses are throwing at you, but Right now, De'Aaron Fox looks like he can cut through whatever defense is thrown at him. He's able to knock down the mid-range. He's able to get to the paint, which I think he was maybe avoiding because of that shoulder injury, being protective. But he's attacking the paint again, and that's when he's at his best, when he's getting downhill and going into the key. Because when that floater's working in that mid-range, he's, he's nearly unstoppable. Frankie, did you think that was the best win of the season last night? That or Denver. I mean, okay. I think that – and people point to both those teams missing guys, but how many times have we seen the Kings – drop games to teams that are missing a bunch of people. The Kings lost a game to Charlotte when they were missing four starters a few months ago or a month and a half ago. So I think that last night was a very complete effort. The fact that they held the second-best three-point shooting team at 29%. Um, the offense looks great. I mean, I think that when you see that those wins 
are close together, Denver and L.A., that's a very good sign, but it's definitely up there for me. Okay, so we're also talking a little bit, you know, Fox and Sabonis are the heads of the snake. We know that. But for you, we, we, were, we were trying to figure out, you know, somebody, some nerd out there, and again, that's a compliment, it, who knows how to use the internet better than I is going to post some numbers someday of the Kings record when Kevin Herter scores 15 or more, Harrison Barnes scores 15 or more, Malik Monk scores 15 or more. Who other than Sabonis or Fox, and your best guess, is the one that if they're also having a good game, the Kings are going to have the best record? I mean, I think really the the numbers. I mean, I, I don't have them in front of me, but I think they might reflect Kevin Herter, who's just been playing quietly some very good basketball. Even like last night, Herter in the starting five as a whole last night. I mean, everybody finished in double figures, and they kind of did their job. HB with twenty points, but I think when Herter is is that three point threat that we know he can be when he's just knocking down triples at you know a consistent rate, that makes defenses have to kind of hone in on him, and that takes attention off of guys like Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes and. When you have, you know, Herter attracting more defense, I mean, that kind of frees up HB, who can get into the paint, and when he puts his head down, he's good at going to the basket. Keegan Murray, I think right now, is putting a lot of his efforts into defense, and that's good for Sacramento because they really do need more defensive help than offensive help. They really have offense. They're still top ten in offense. The defense has been an issue for since the beginning of last year. But if Kevin Herter is able to knock down those shots, Keegan Murray doesn't have to worry about being as aggressive on offense. He can focus on guarding the best opposing player on the floor, which he's taken on that that load more times than not this year. He's defended the best opposing player. Uh, but really, it's just a matter of it, – it's kind of a, a mixed bag. I mean, it just depends if one of those three can find that offense and be that third threat. The other two can figure out a different way to contribute. But right now, it's been Kevin Herter who's shooting – I think he's shooting 45% from three over the past 20 games, which has just been really good for the Kings. So, um they're still looking for that clear-cut third option. Keegan Murray was supposed to be it, but right now he's being a defender. He's focusing on defense, and that's what the Kings need. And guys like Herter and Barnes can, can provide that offense if Keegan doesn't have that punch on any given night. But um, I'm looking at Kevin Herter right now. He's playing really, some really good basketball. Frankie, Miami tonight. So second night of a back-to-back. Kings are home, lost to them before. We know about a couple guys serving the suspension from the mini scuffle the other day. When you look at Miami, what are the areas of concern you have tonight? They're a very good defending team. I mean, even if they're missing a couple of guys, obviously Jimmy Butler is, is the head of their snake. He makes them go on both ends of the floor. Had a really big game against the Kings a couple of weeks ago in South Beach. Uh, but you can't let your guard down. Even if, you're, if they're missing seven, eight guys tonight, which it looks like there's a couple of questionables, Tyler Hero, Terry Rozier, who's given the Kings a tough time both in Charlotte and Miami this year. Uh, you can't let your guard down. The Kings right now, they're, they're in no position to – take any team lightly and I would imagine that they won't tonight especially when they play one home game before going on the road to Denver and Minnesota but it's a defense can they get through a Minnesota or a Miami defense that defends the paint well Bam Adebayo's in the post I'm looking at how Savonis and and Bam are going to go at it tonight will Bam Adebayo show more of a, an intensity on offense to score if, if, he, if they're missing guys like Hero and, and Butler uh, they're, they're a good team they won three in a row they're playing some good basketball as well and aside from the suspensions they have enough guys to cause damage we've seen the Eric Spolster role players hurt hurt teams over the years. He has plenty of, of guys that can make a difference with or without Jimmy Butler. So uh, looking forward to getting to the arena tonight and, and seeing these uh, these important games continue to unfold. I know you're not as manic as me or many others, but when you heard the suspension announced for Butler and, and Jovic, was there a part of you that worried we might actually have a worse chance of winning? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just seems like that's been the trend lately. But, I mean, the Kings have kind of, you know, pushed that notion aside. I mean, that, that game in Denver was one I was kind of looking at, like, okay, no Jamal Murray, no Contavious Caldwell-Pope. The, the Denver game before that, they were missing 
Michael Porter Jr., the Kings won both those games, I mean, against a very good Denver team. So uh, I'm not that doom and gloom. I think the Kings are, are playing some really good basketball right now, and I'm looking at Miami as a team that is going to have more pressure on them than the Kings because uh, both these teams are battling for playoff positioning, and the Kings with the win tonight can improve to 11 games over 500. That would be a season high. Uh, you know, Kings are on their home floor. I'm looking at Miami that has the pressure tonight, and the Kings can just come out and do what they've been doing the past couple of games, and things will be all right. That's Frankie Cardicelli. All right, look, um, we went through three in the key earlier. I'm going to ask you one question from three in the key, Frankie. Give me a random thing or random stat that happens tonight. A random stat that happens tonight. Just for just for context, uh, I think mine was uh, Spolster's going to get a tactical foul. What was yours, Jason? Uh, I had uh, Chris Duarte would score double digits, and Chris Rolod had Jaime Jaquez Jr. would have 14 points or more. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if this is really a stat, but I mean it'll it'll yeah. be in the the play by play. Mike Brown's gonna call a timeout within the first two minutes of the game. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I don't know that we've used that one this year. That's like actually that. pretty good. I'm writing that down. Yeah. All right, I, ha- I have a hunch. Uh, read and uh, write and and listen to Frankie Cardicelli as he fills our uh, our website and Twitter account with Kings coverage because that's what we do. We cover the Kings and no other teams. The Kings. When it comes to Frankie basketball, clicks. Frankie clicks. That's, you know, look, I didn't even think about hey. that. Hey. Get Frankie gets clicks. Frankie gets clicks. That's why we call him Frankie clicks. He's doing his job. Hey. I fit. It fit. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Take care. See you guys. Thanks. Bye. That's, uh, that's Frankie clicks. That, that could, is it C-L-I-C-K-S or C-L-I-X? It's a C-L-I-Q-U-E-S. Oh. So like he's the head of the click? Yeah. yeah. Frankie Cleeks. <laughs> Cleats? Uh, by the way, uh, we have just enough time for this. And, uh, no, I, we don't, but go ahead. No, come on. I'm real. Yeah, we have time for it because, it, oh, I know what it is. Did, I just saw it. Did you see it? Do you think it, you know who you are? It's today's the anniversary, yes. folks. Love this. Oh, so great. How many years ago? Strike to claim it. Oh, 12 years ago. claim it. Who do you think you are? I am. My, my screen just went out. It shut down. You talk about old uh, computer Mr. said nothing better. It's going to be better than that today. That's the end of the show. <laughs> we'll take a break. Have we ever seen a transcript of that whole thing? Mm-mm. Let's see if we can find that during the break. Mm. <laughs> I just want to see it in black and white. When we come back, uh, what to watch tonight, including the Heat and Kings. Ben Simmons, probably not in action versus the Grizzlies and more. We've also got spring training baseball, and uh, we'll break all that down, including a really, really fun fantasy football punishment. Well, well done. We'll get into all that next. and purple it's the carmichael dave show with jason ross on your local sports leader sacktown sports hey fun and exciting going on today uh jason after the show kings that's right well tonight favored by six and a half 
against the Miami Heat. The Butlerless Miami Heat. Butlerless, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I have the other half of that sandwich I made yesterday wrapped in cellophane. Oh, you're excited about that. Hitting that when I get home. Better a day later or just as good? Uh, Some of the ingredients then got a little soggy. Yeah, the only thing that's going to be a little soggy in there is the lettuce, shredded lettuce. Um, I'll I'll have a full report tomorrow. Okay. I'm thinking of slicing it into slices. You ever do that where you slice it into slices and just eat them like they're pinwheels? No, but I can see that. I mean, I I haven't done it, but I like those Mm -hmm. when they're served as... Or yeah, nerves. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big tortilla pinwheel guy. Are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But this was regular bread. This not- is regular okay. French bread. And then tonight, fried chicken. Yum. What do you serve with that? Uh, We'll go with, uh, I, I go with, a, I keep it mashed? pretty standard. I go mashed potatoes. Uh, I'll do like a brown gravy. Okay. Um, I'll go mashed potatoes. You know, last time I did corn, but I'm happy to report that uh, currently sitting at home, I have... Uh, a slab of bacon, um, some spices, and all kinds of greens that I will be hand separating, throwing in the uh, cooker, and uh, slow simmering some greens to go with the fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Okay, I'm a southern kid at heart, Jason. Yeah, good for you. And you know, it's healthy. Your honor. <laughs> you know, what I get a look from Simone for? Got a weird <laughs> southern kid at heart. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. My my parents were born in in New York, but then right. they they're both they both ended up uh, schooling in the South, and they they you know that's why like like grits is a big thing in my family, mm-hmm. uh, huge grits uh, people for breakfast and dinner. Love grits, mm, grits. No, grits are good. Really, you're not a grits guy, huh? Or was that just for fun? I've never had them before. <laughs> I, I have them more for breakfast, but. Yeah, you like we'll do shrimp and grits for dinner. Yeah. I know you, you won't do shrimp. Is it like and... cream of wheat? No. Okay, that that's probably the most I don't think so. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's probably the most the, the, the most popular comparison. People look at grits and it looks like cream and of they wheat. They look like that. It's not it's corn, basically. It's a long story. But it it, 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 it grits are it's a long story. It's a long story how it's made. I just don't have time. I just don't it have takes time. about twenty minutes to cook grits. Or if you do yeah. it right, nice and creamy. Um, grits are incredible. Grits are the canvas of the breakfast world. Grits are incredibly not flavorful, right? Like they're just not They're They are, they are, they are a vehicle for things. So some butter, I like to put uh, cheese in them. I mean, for me, butter, cheese, salt, and pepper. How long does it take you to cook them? Uh, if I'm using instant grits, it's probably yeah, 10, 10 to twenty minutes. Yeah. The the only the only got to cur- stir them when they go in. Otherwise, just they clump. Say, yeah, the only curveball is you got. How pull. come it takes the rest of the grit eating society <laughs> twenty minutes to cook their grits <laughs> when it takes you five minutes? Who utes? Just saying. They're, they're, and you know, it, it's it's grits and eggs. Grits and eggs. Yummy. So good. Yeah. You ever do the thing where you uh? Uh, you take the leftover grits, and um, have you ever done grits? <laughs> it sounds weird coming out of my mouth here. You ever do grits balls? No. Okay, so you you uh, you fridge them right until they're, not, and then you you form them into like little meatballs, 
and you roll them in an egg wash and some breadcrumbs and you deep fry them. So oh. like you can do that with old mashed potatoes too. Okay. It's a wonderful, I can see that. it's a wonderful way to use old mashed potatoes. You put a, a egg and 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 some uh, you know like green onion, maybe some bacon in there, and you make these mash. You know, and you deep fry them and all that. You got mashed potato balls. You dip them in. Ah, damn it, I keep doing this. Why do why do I always do this at the end of the show? I'm so hungry right That's now. That's why Neutral Green Bar ain't doing it for me. Raptors, Pacers, Pistons, Knicks, uh, mm-hmm. Nets. Eh, well, it's just not a great night of yes, games besides the Kings and the Heat. Yeah, really. Uh, Kings of the Heat, dare I say, the uh, feature game of the evening. It is the best game. Look, everybody, uh, two teams above 500. The other three yeah. uh, feature a team above and a team below. That's not great. Or Nets Grizzlies, actually, two below. Yeah, it's just not great. Yeah. Uh, spring training, Giants, Angels, A's, Diamondbacks. Um, that Giants, Angels game must win. Yeah, it is. It's honestly, it's going to determine the season. Yes. I also have to shout out our guy, Alan Stiles, who is doing his. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll ask him in the crosstalk. I don't know if he's being a radio guy and trying to, like, create interest. He's a baseball guy. Or if he's a legit, he's legitimately trying to pump up this giant season. Because I read his tweets. Oh, he's a baseball guy. Oh, no, I, I, it's not even about him being a baseball guy. It's about, like, I'm seeing as, like, you know, look, you say what you want, but Jorge Soler, this, this is actually yeah. a really good lineup. And by the way, as a Giants fan, I hope he's right. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, it's not. It's not really that great. No, it's not. This, no. This is a 500 team at best. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe it's, it's like that playoffs. team. Yeah, maybe it's like that team a few uh, years ago that Could all of a sudden be. won the most games they ever had. We're talking about it for decades. Yeah. Uh, still talking about it. Still talking about it today. Still be talking about this for a long time. Saturday, you may have seen uh, Blue Jays pitcher uh, Tim Mays had to serve a. a fantasy football punishment by being the, the ball boy uh, for the spring training game. The the, the best boy. part was he had, or, or bad, bad yeah, boy, sorry, ball boy. boy. Uh, he had to, uh, I was Ron Burgundy. Yeah. There. He had to, uh, he had to wear his record on his jersey. That part looks hilarious. The whole four and 10. Yeah. Have you heard about the Waffle House punishment? Uh, wait. That's starting I, to become a regular thing. It is. So, but now I'm, what You lose me? your fantasy league and Waffle House is 24 hours. So you have to go to Waffle House and you have to stay there and eat for 24 hours, but you knock off an hour for each waffle you eat. And that's it. You, so if you eat 12 waffles, you have to be there for 12 hours. And it gets apparently it gets incredibly tedious and very difficult. The waffles begin they they start to like strategize. Which I think I would, but too. you can also just be there for twenty four hours. You could just be there for twenty four hours. You don't have to eat a waffle at all. Yeah. You could have a or you, you can a, really. Get into it, eat twenty three waffles, and only be there an hour. That takes an hour to eat twenty three waffles. I prob. What would you do? I, I don't like that punishment. What would you do? I think I would have to end up getting creative. Like even though it, it kind of doesn't work because you're adding more food, but I feel like after the first five, I'd probably have to be like, all right, can I get a side of turkey and like just I'd make like a waffle, a, a waffle co, a waffco, a taco, a toffle. I, I, you'd have to start doing things. No, you got to go like Choco Taco. So mm-hmm. yeah, Turco, yeah, Turco Taco. Yeah, get a yeah, get a, a scoop Waffle of ice taco. cream. Yeah, you're right. Twenty four hours. I mean, I would go in knowing, okay, my plan is I'll be here for twenty four hours. Yeah, but I would probably eat. Uh, at some point, I'm going to eat. So yeah. if I'm going to eat, I'm going to order waffles. Yes. And so if I can get out of there in twenty hours, maybe you're like, All right. you could only take four waffles. I could probably eat more, but I mean, like, well, if you figure, if you ate, what do they normally like? If I ordered waffles, I went to the Waffle House. What do they give you in one? Isn't it just one? Yes, I think so. So if you did four waffles per meal, 
then you're there for 12 hours if you mm-hmm. ate breakfast, lunch, no, and I'm dinner. just being like four total and knock off four hours. I'm there for 20. Is that what you do? Oh, I don't know. I'm, yeah. That's just a lot of... I don't want to get out of there after a while. I'd be like, all right, give me another one. Yeah. I have to have a lot of milk. That's just way... That's even more. I think I you know, need it, less liquid, mm, right? Gross. But it's got to go down my yeah. esophagus. Yeah. Syrup. I don't know. Yeah. I just got it out and just... Literally. Eat it as much as I could at, at the very beginning. I wonder if you but go. Then you're th- miserable the next few hours. That's what I was just going to ask. Like, let's say you you'd be miserable up- sitting there for 15 hours. Let's say you're there 12 hours, which means you ate 12 waffles. Honestly, the honest question. I wonder what the next day looks like. Is it? Is it? Because it's waffles. Is it? Is it bad? Yeah. Is it just normal? Are we talking? Uh, are we talking? Uh, are we, how can I say? It? Are we talking torpedoes or cocoa puffs? I guess is my question. Is all I'm saying. I don't know. I'm kind of waffling mm, on that. Gross. Did you hear that? Squeak, squeak. <laughs> we'll take a break when we come back. Uh, Styles and Watkins. Little crosstalk. Styles and Watkins. Coming up next. It's time for the news of the day. The latest headlines. The biggest stories. Hard-hitting analysis. Yeah, this is none of those things. And now, here's Carmichael Dave and Jason Ross. Yeah! 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 Hey! 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 Oh, hey! Welcome, man. Hey. Hey! The first time, I think, since the day I got it. Literally the day I received it, however many years ago, that I've worn my Sacktown Sports polo and Watkins is wearing his. Nice. You don't have one of these, do you? I don't even have one. Do you have any gear yet? Have I what? Do you have any gear? Any? No, none. Really? I have no we don't swag. Have a lot of gear. We don't. Well, yeah. I want something. Usually, I'm leaving here with something. Well, usually when. Usually, at least this is how it's worked for years, when we get a new air host, you get a, there's a Sackdown Sports duffel bag, and it's got hat, polo, there's no hoodie. Miniature football. Miniature football, <laughs> mi- uh, mini basketball, mm-hmm. uh, and then we've got like uh, travel suits. Uh, with the, yeah. Well, I've gotten none of that. Mm. Do you think maybe it's because you're so muscular you wouldn't fit into any of them? Look at that. Look at his biceps just rolling out of that shirt. You don't have that to. makes me so jealous. Seriously. I did wear a schmedium. You, you honestly. you is, <laughs> is that what happens? Like, for me, I wear a, size, a one size too big to hide my boiler. And with you, because you work out and eat, right? Yeah. Do you actually wear, like, purposely do the opposite? No, I, I mean, blame it's, you it's, for t- it. it's tough to find, you know, it's... The shirt's too big. I don't like it past the elbow, but then it's too high, so I get stuck in this in between. I'm just cleaner. Yeah, you say I eat well. Sauce. You know, you saw you saw my you saw my post this weekend. I, I got after it a little. Bit. Yeah, but yeah, those are like, oh, man, I'm having a cheat day. I'm gonna be back at it on Monday. No lift to win. I was. Whatever you, in you this guys morning. say, lift to win. Is that what they say? <laughs> I, did, to I didn't win. do bench yep. today. You didn't live today? You win. This, this, <laughs> is that our new jingle? Well, today's, today's an off day, right? Cardio day. Mm. And what will you do? Just We'll move on here. What do you do for cardio? Well, I got, I'm got. i still coming back from the Achilles. So I'm just back to barely getting a mile in. Mm. Slow mile. I hate it. When you know I how that goes. Barely get a mile yeah. in. I mean, it's almost I like, why even go out, goes. right? Yeah. Jeez. 
<clears throat> chopped right. cheese. Chopped cheese, baby. Yeah. Let me tell you, food galore over there, and it wasn't healthy. Like, I was asking for salad last night. Like, 100% was like, we need, and we ended up doing nachos. But I was asking. <laughs> it's I kind was, of like a salad. It's like a chip asking, salad. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well and, then, and then fried chicken tonight. So we're not quite. So you're right back at it. Right. Just right back at it. But, so you never took a break. Uh, no, but chopped cheese, I'd never heard of. Everybody's ordering chopped cheese in New yeah. York City. I finally say, hey, what's the, what's the chopped cheese? I'm trying to eat over here. How's that sound? Right on. Okay. And uh, and I guess it's like I was explaining before. It's like a smash burger. Mm-hmm. And then after it gets all cooked and crunchy, they like kind of chop it up, mm-hmm. uh, put it on a toasted, uh, you know, hoagie roll thingy and uh, American cheese or whatever on top. Uh, the Whiz, uh, a little bit of lettuce, onion, peppers, and uh, a little stripe of mayonnaise over it. It's outstanding. God dang. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I did have a fairly cold knish. Okay. That wasn't great. It's like a breaded mashed potato square, mm-hmm. and the guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. I don't know what the gig is over there, but everybody has the same, like, there's three food trucks in New York City, mm-hmm. that. but then there's like a hundred of each type of food truck. There's the halal food truck, there's like the hot dog food truck, That's and right. then there's like the rando food truck. You got to go to all three. Yeah, got to go to all three. Uh, well, it's good to be back. Good to be with you. Uh, today is National Pistachio Day. Oh, I've man. weirdly found over the years that pistachio is like a weirdly um, controversial nut. Which it's got a crazy monopoly. <laughs> pistachios? Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll do our top five controversial nut segment coming up uh, next Monday. Yeah. But uh, for now, pistachios. Just a couple of them. A couple of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, where do you stand on pistachios, Chris, when it comes to controversial it's a lot of work. nuts? It's a lot of work. Yeah? yeah. What, it's, what are you talking about? It's a yeah. click. Yeah. Yeah. You like crab? Uh, That's a lot crab, of work. Actually. Oh. Crab. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? Eat crab? Yeah. Yeah. They can't. <laughs> I'm in on crab, and I'm in on, I'm in on pistachios. Okay. And I will buy the pistachios either with shell or without. Weirdly enough, I feel like the ones in the shell taste better. Probably. I think they do. Because you have to earn it. You, you earn have it. to mm-hmm. earn it. Uh, Chris, Jack pistachios? I'm in on pistachios. Uh, Jason? Yeah, they're yeah. nuts. Okay. So, my follow-up is this. Where do you guys fall with pistachio ice cream? My father's favorite ice cream. Like spumoni? No? I, I mean, know. it's ice cream. Pistachio I would eat it, but it would not be my choice. I, I, would, I, I would never order it. it. Pistachio pudding? Uh, haven't had the pudding. Never had some, pistachio either. pudding is one. I'll bring some in tomorrow. It's really Thanks. good. Sure you will. What uh-huh. else are you bringing in tomorrow? <laughs> uh, the fried well, chicken? Fried and chicken. I'm slicer. bringing in fried chicken, pastrami, and uh, p- uh, pistachio, pistachio pudding. pudding. The okay. odds that you forget this within eight minutes. Oh, I've already forgotten it, baby. <laughs> uh, celebrity Birthdays brought to you by Crumble Cookies. Hey, listen. Uh, you like crumble cookies? So I do I. Time mm-hmm. to eat them. Yum. Immediately. If you don't have crumble cookies, I've, by the way, I've just given up on there. I'm doing my own jingles from now on. Here's mine for it. If you don't eat crumble cookies, you're a loser. What do you Perfect. Think? They tested well it. with yeah. the groups. Yeah, I'm in on that. Can I start today's celebrity birthdays? Happy birthday to Scott Marsh's beautiful mother. Oh, I don't nice. know how old. I'm going to guess 33. I think you're probably right. You think I'm, you think yeah. I'm around there? Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. Uh, same same name as my mother, but I think she's a Barbara and mine's a Barb. Uh, Chris? My grandma's name's Barbara. It, what is with that? Is that is that name not happen anymore? Are there any, like, not who's really. your Barb more? Have you ever met a young Barbara? No, I haven't. And, well, I mean, Barbara Bush. Not a young Barb. No, the daughter. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Wait, they have a daughter named Barbara Bush? George Bush's daughter. George Bush, the son. Yes. Oh, I, okay. That was the last one. I think that was literally the last one. <laughs> Santa? Santa. Okay, Mount Barbara would be Santa, uh-huh. Bush. I don't know. Does Barbie count? No. Because I feel like Barbie's short her for... full name? Barbara? I, I think so. Bar- Barbara Ellen Dahl is her name. And then, uh, I don't know what else would be. Oh, uh, uh, Wire. Barb Wire. Anyways. Uh, Barbara happy- Melissant Roberts. Who? That's Barbie. See? Hmm. All right. Well, happy birthday to uh, Scott Marsh's Barb Wire. Barb Wire. All right. Other celebrity birthdays. Yes. Happy birthday to Michael. Or him. Douglas. Morse. Michael Bolton. Oh. oh. Love that guy. And I should have been gone. Yeah, nope, that's no. Steve Perry. Uh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> 64. <laughs> 66. 68. Uh, 65. Uh, Chris Watkins, the closest. 71 today. Hey, wow. Happy birthday wow. to Marshall Falk. Yeah, How old is he today? Oh, Mathers. 42. Marshall Falk is 42. Oh, weighs 47. Hmm. Hmm. 45. 50. Uh, Christopher Lodge, the closest. 51. Uh. Happy birthday to JT. Snow. Snow. Yeah. Saw him at a home run. First Giants game I ever went to. Nice. Nice. That's a good guess. Uh, JT uh, Snow is 56. Yeah. Oh, he was at uh, Fans Fest. He was. Was he? I think he's part of the Ballers uh, group. Nice. 51. And he is 59. JT Snow is a member at uh, Winchester Country Club up in Meadow Vista. That's a fact. I don't know if he'd want me to say that. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Well, you would know that because you got his birthday exactly right. 56. John Thomas Snow. All right, uh, guys, what's coming up today? Uh, Anything anything interesting on Twitter? Nope. Nope. Barbed wire. Got it. Told you. I got it. Told you. Yeah. Try some pistachio pudding someday, would you, folks? For Chris Verlod, for Frankie Clicks, (laughs) for uh, Jason Ross, for the muscular Alan Styles, for my guy Chris Watkins who doesn't pick up the phone. I'm Carmichael Dave. Light the beam. Bye-bye now.